be back here. Dreams, those were nightmares. <laughs> it's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, muppetational. This is what we call the Muppet Show. Welcome to Disney Versus, where we put the rat in pirate. <laughs> This is the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori. I'm Grace. If you're new to the show, welcome. What we usually do on the show is we take Disney and Pixar movies and we rank and debate them in a March Madness style bracket. Uh, today we are back for our Muppets bracket where we are discussing the five seed Muppet Treasure Island versus Whoop. the four seed The Muppets. But before we get to that, Grace, what you watching? I am finishing up Buffy right now. I think I have another dozen episodes or so. I'm watching Angel at the same time. Um, and then I just started watching the Divergent movies last night. I just got to Indiana. And the first one is not as bad as I thought it was. Um, and then I am finishing up President Obama's latest book, which is very good, but very long. Cool, cool. Did you see the 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 last what two of them? I know the fourth one got canceled, which is weird. I yeah, I mean I feel like I did, but they came out a while ago, so I don't right. really remember like stuff was happening in the movies and I didn't remember most of it. Mm. So Divergent yeah. and Hunger Games kind of blur together for me, so I may watch yeah. them and be like, Oh, that happened here? <laughs> How about you? I watched Over the Moon, uh, the Netflix original. Uh, it's, I believe it's nominated for Best Animated Feature. The Golden mm. Globes are actively happening right now. I was very surprised at how good it was. It it kind of was a cross between, um, the main character was kind of a female Jimmy Neutron, mm-hmm. who is obsessed with the moon for scientific and cultural reasons and familial reasons i'm not gonna get super into the movie but i highly recommend it people will say oh it's not disney it's not it's netflix but disney (laughs) is all is in its dna because it's directed by glenn keen who was Mm -hmm. the supervising animator for characters like tarzan and the beast and ariel so he's og yeah he is Disney to the core, and this movie, it reminded me of Little Mermaid because there's an I Want song, and Philippa Sue from Hamilton, yeah. Eliza from Hamilton, is a character, and she Aww. gets to flex all over this movie. And yeah. I kind of want Philippa Sue to be the voice of my phone now. Because <laughs> I'm like Alexa. Just, Yes, I would listen to her give me directions and shout at me when I miss those directions all day because mm-hmm. she's amazing. Or I was thinking Siri. Uh, I realized I just said Alexa and Amber has a Google thing mm-hmm. or Amazon thing. What, which one's Alexa? Anyway, Amazon. and it lit up. Yeah. I'm trying not to say the name for my phone because it'll start, <laughs> it'll start talking to me and I don't want to mess up the recording. Mm-hmm. Over the Moon on Netflix, I highly recommend it. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Nice. Okay. I'll have to add that. have a little bit of news. Two trailers have dropped since we last spoke with you guys. We finally have a trailer for Pixar's new movie, Luca, that comes out on June 18th. What do you think? I thought it was really cute um, and surprising. Like, 
I was already into it. And then you kind of get a surprise about a minute into the trailer. And I was like, so I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. What about you? I like it a lot. The character design of like the Mm -hmm. main boys, especially like the main, main boy that the trailer kind of centers on. It kind of reminds me of Wallace and Gromit characters because of like Wallace and Gromit have like huge, exactly round eyes and rounded mm-hmm. mouths. And that's what I'm guessing the char- the main character's name is Luca. That's what he mm-hmm. looks like. And I hope I'm wrong, but I kind of thought of like based on this trailer, I kind of thought of what the entire movie is about. I don't want to give it away. Maybe I'll talk about it on a later episode. But yeah, I I, 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 haven't, I haven't thought that far ahead. I feel like it could be very, it could be a similar story arc as Onward. Okay. But I don't, I don't know. I don't want to speculate too much. Uh, we also got a trailer for Cruella, <laughs> starring uh, Emma Stone, which is supposed to come out on. May 28th of this year. They haven't said whether it's going to be in theaters or on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to wait until the very last minute to make that decision. But what did you think about this one? Uh, I'm excited about it. It looks good. Um, I, don't, I don't feel like I know what the story is from the trailer. But I think that's kind of Me a too. good thing. The vibe feels very much like Joker. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It looks dark, yeah. um, but I'm about it. It looks like Joker, but fashion. Yeah, but exactly. Cruella still looks like a Batman villain that needs to be yes. stopped. Yes. That's, what I, that's one thing I was thinking of when I first saw the trailer. I was like, I have no idea what the hell this is, but mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. Emma Stone looks super pale. But yeah. Yeah, that's what Cruella looks like. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'll give it a shot. Well, and she's pale to begin with. I mean, I didn't want to say that, but you're right. <laughs> you're not wrong. And she's not in Zombieland. I think she was tanned in Zombieland, but... Yeah. But let's get to our main topic for the day. Centuries ago, a legendary treasure was buried on a remote island. And there's only one living soul daring enough to find it. Everyone, Captain Abraham Smollett is taking command. This voyage has begun, but there's trouble afoot. Beware the one-legged man, Long John Silver. One leg, Jim. Count him one. Now the captain is being pursued by pirates. Pirates, surrounded by danger <laughs> and haunted by his past. Walt Disney Pictures presents from Jim Henson Productions, Muppet Treasure Island. I'm starting to worry about this voyage. Coming soon to video. What's green and blue and pink and orange? and yellow with 52 arms 52 legs and 26 heads part frog part pig part bear part dog and part weirdo they sing they dance they drive and they're coming to theaters this thanksgiving are you guys the muppets mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's that's right. hey i'm a muppet 
bracket and we are discussing muppet treasure island versus the muppets grace can you tell them a little bit about muppet treasure island yes i can i'm very excited about this one so muppet treasure island was released in february of 1996 i didn't realize it is that old i thought it came out a little bit after that it's our five seed it was directed by brian henson written by jerry jewel jack v hart and kirk thatcher the music is by Hans Zimmer. I didn't realize that. And Nick Glennie Smith uh, with songs by Barry Mann and Cynthia Whale. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's rated at 73%. Really? I feel like it should be higher. Uh, IMDb, it's rated at uh, 7 of 10 and it has 64% on Metacritic. Um, and I mean, it's it's the Treasure Island story told with Muppets. It's pretty simple. So, yeah. I didn't realize this movie was... This movie is twenty exactly 25 years old. We missed the anniversary uh, last, last week. week. Two weeks? Two weeks yeah. ago. The Muppets was released in November of 2011, and it's directed by James Bobin and written by Jason Siegel and Nick Stoller. The music is by Christoph Beck, and the songs were written by Brett McKenzie. It has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. What the hell? What? It's a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. And it has a 75% on Metacritic. And it's about a Muppet fanatic with some help from his two human compatriots must reunite the Muppets to stop a rich oil mo- mogul from taking down one of their precious lifelong treasures. So uh, what's your first? what was your first impression of, if you can recall, the first time you saw Muppet Treasure Island? Because I know oh you gosh. love this freaking movie. I definitely can't remember the first time, but I was really excited to rewatch this. And I was surprised at how much I remembered, how many of the lines and how much of the music I remembered, considering I haven't seen this in a long time. But yeah, I love this movie. I think it's, I think it's so good. <laughs> This one wasn't one of my favorites growing up because like we owned Muppet Christmas Carol. So Muppet Christmas Carol was Bay, And mm-hmm. I feel like Muppet Treasure Island was the side chick that I would you know watch occasionally and I would feel super guilty <laughs> about because it wasn't Muppet Christmas Carol. It's good. I think it, uh, I think it's, it's one, it's definitely, for me, it's definitely one of the better uh, Muppet movies. Looking at the, the, the credits and stuff, I think in the notes, for some reason, I had Elton John and Tim Rice wrote the songs. I have no idea where that came from. I was looking at the songs. <laughs> I was fact-checking. I'm like, did they write the songs? Did they really write the songs? Hell no, they no. didn't write the songs for this. <laughs> it was Barry Mann and Cynthia Whale. And I think Ziggy Marley wrote one of the songs, like the song that's in the in the credits. He wrote mm-hmm. that one. But I remember seeing The Muppets and going forward i'm just going to refer to the muppets as muppets 2011 because it's okay that that the uh it's a speed bump Mm -hmm. i remember seeing muppets 2011 in theaters i think i still have the ticket because this was the first i think this is the first and only muppet movie that i've seen in theaters because i didn't want to go see uh 
uh, Muppets Most Wanted when it came out a couple years later. Mm. The most I can say about the Muppets is it's cute. I can tell that it was lovingly uh, written by fans. Jason mm-hmm. Segel is a professed Muppet fan. And the songs are just about as catchy as a Muppet song can be. And I love all the, the meta-textual... Hu- In both of these movies, I love the meta-textual humor mm-hmm. both of these movies have. Because these both of these movies are rife with it. Yeah. I So today was the first time that I watched um, Muppets 2011. And I was surprised. Like, I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't have really any hopes for it being decent. Um <laughs> And it it really, like, it wasn't bad. It was cute. And Jason Siegel is Marshall uh, from How I Met Your Mother. Like, that's just, it's just the same character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he took a vacation but, and yep, was and, in a play about Muppets. Yep. I do love the cameo. They, they, they went hard on the cameo appearances <laughs> for this. And I know that's, that's typical of Muppets, but this was... They they crammed a lot in there. The story for Muppet Treasure Island, it's very it's clean, like we said in the in the summaries. It's very simple. It's mm-hmm. Treasure Island with the Muppets. Yep. Can't really get much more there's, there's really not that much to it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I said this in our last Muppets episode, but I think I like the most about the Muppets is when it's either the Muppets are the stars or they are strictly not strictly but obviously they are the supporting cast they're usually Mm -hmm. supporting a human in a christmas carol it was scrooge in this Mm -hmm. it's jim hawkins Uh, again rizzo and gonzo are kind of the perfect rosencrantz and gildenstern to jim hawkins's hamlet Mm -hmm. and i think these the when that's the formula like when it's distinct that's Mm -hmm. when the movies work the best i think my issue with Muppets 2011 is that they're doing all of those things. Yeah. My biggest gripe is I, as much as I love Jason Siegel and Amy Adams, I didn't uh, need them. At the, yeah, I, they didn't add me anything to the whole thing. Yeah, and even the premise of buying back the theater, like, it didn't really land. Like, they could have, the villain wasn't quite villain enough or. Mm-hmm present enough i guess i don't know i feel like it could have just been a, a good reunion or something like that but eh, i guess time was of the essence and they did have to get money and stuff and i i agree with you that the villain wasn't villainous enough he was just really silly not goofy and whiny goofy. yeah mm-hmm. and he was just really goofy not in a good way or sorry really silly and not in a good way Mm-hmm. I like the premise of the Muppets having to get together to save the studio because that's really the that's kind of the perfect uh, setup for getting the for getting any old band back together. Like I think it was the mm-hmm. same thing for like, and I can't believe I'm going to bring this up. Like I think Country Bears, uh, the Country Bears oh movie, gosh. that's the same reason they bring the Country Bears back together. Mm-hmm. And most uh, reunion movies are, hey, we got to save this thing. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta get together. We gotta raise some money. We gotta come together as a team or as a group, or else so and so is going to, you know, get all the oil. Mm-hmm. Shrug. But there's so much plot in this movie. It it's kind of all over the place. 
and it yeah. drags the movie down a little bit. Something that I wrote down is that this movie is kind of long. Yeah, it is. It's two hours. How long is Muppet Treasure Island? It's around. It's almost two hours too. They're pretty close in runtime, but I feel like mm-hmm. Muppet Treasure Island gets a, a pass because it's based on a book. Everything there is kind of necessary, and it has distinct acts too, which I appreciate. I think that helps it move along. Yeah, Muppets 2011 is probably my least favorite Kermit. I have seen uh, Muppets Most Wanted, so I will say he is not the worst Kermit. Uh-huh. I think, and I will only say that because, and I'll say this again when we talk about Muppets Most Wanted, but that's because there isn't as much Kermit in mm-hmm. Muppets Most Wanted. Uh, this is a different Kermit than in Muppet Treasure Island because this is this in Muppets 2011. This is Kermit Kermit, like the actor, not Kermit the actor playing someone. Kermit in Muppet Treasure Island is a supporting character. He's not even. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even call him, you know, the fourth lead because it's it's Jim, it's Gonzo, it's Rizzo, it's Long John Silver, and then it's Kermit. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna give Kermit a pass because his kind, his little, his thing with Benjamina. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, Captain Smollett's thing with Benjamina. <laughs> it's kind of tacked on. Yeah, but it's part of the book, so I guess. I haven't read Treasure Island. Sorry. I'm not sure if it is part of the book. Oh. Uh, but I don't know <laughs> because I also haven't read Treasure Island. Well, uh, one of us will read Treasure Island and then get back to you. <laughs> nose goes i'm in grad school i don't don't have to read anything (laughs) i have 98 days until i graduate nice or 99 99 days until i graduate yeah i'm not the biggest fan of jim hawkins uh i think it's his singing voice yeah yeah me neither but long john silver you can't go wrong with tim curry he's hamming it up he's hamming it up he's having so much fun yeah and i think Long John's the role of Long John Silver is a different part than uh, Scrooge. It's it's two completely different characters because Long John is the villain, and Scrooge is supposed to be the sympathetic character that has to change by the end of the movie. Yeah, there's scenery chewing to be had, but I guess with different like seasoning. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That, that metaphor <laughs> got away from me. With Muppets 2011, I like the idea of Walter. I Mm -hmm. don't like the execution of Walter. Well, after a while, because he's important in just this movie. Yeah. And going forward, Walter isn't isn't really a thing. He isn't in Muppets Most Wanted? He is, but he's not as prominent as he was in this movie. Yeah. Well, because now... He wasn't a Muppet in this movie and until he was. And then, so that makes sense that he kind of goes to the background. And I don't think he's, he's not in much going forward. I don't remember seeing him and I've watched a couple of episodes of Muppets now on uh, Disney Plus and mm-hmm. I haven't seen him in much of those. And I don't remember seeing him in The Muppets, mm-hmm. the show, like their office style show. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I just wish it could have been more streamlined. So that the Muppets themselves could have done more. Mm-hmm. Is it safe to say that Muppet Treasure Island probably has the 
best score of a Muppets movie, and it's not oh, fair. Yeah, yeah, it's there's no. I mean, even more so than Muppet Christmas Carol. The <laughs> songs are iconic. They're so good. <laughs> I'm just talking about the score. I'm just talking oh. about the score. Yeah, I mean, you can't. It's a pirate. It's a pirate movie. Um, also, I am just now putting together that Hans Zimmer also did the music for Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. so he's got a he's got a pirate theme. That's cheating. He did pirates before he did pirates. <laughs> I mean, he also took the music for Pirates from Gladiator and Lion King. I mean, that's also him. So I know. <laughs> just change the key. I can't think of any others like the Christmas Carol and maybe uh, the Muppet movie, but I th- I think Treasure Island probably has better scores than both of those. Yeah, I I mean like I don't notice the score in most Muppet movies. I feel like like I remember the songs, mm-hmm. but the score isn't particularly memorable. Half of these songs are good. I mean, Cabin Fever. Uh, shiver my timbers. <laughs> Did you think I was gonna go with Cabin Fever as my opening joke? No, that was. I think that was the obvious joke that I could have gone. With. Cabin Fever. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they call attention to it. I, I'll say this in both in both movies. I love how they call attention to the songs. Mm-hmm. Like when the the people who are locked up are like. Did you hear that musical number? <laughs> and then they call attention to, like, I think they call attention to all of the songs in The Muppets 2011. Man or Muppet, Gary calls back to it. He's like, I, I'm where I want to be. I just sang a song about it. Like, <laughs> I love those jokes when it's a Disney joke that people make now. Like, mm-hmm. Do people in Disney movies know that they're in Disney movies? Like, do they know that they're singing songs? Yeah. But in Muppet movies, they. Just completely. They, they always out. know. <laughs> we just did a musical number. Did you not see it? <laughs> Speaking of uh, Man or Muppet, Man or Muppet is the only Oscar that a Muppet movie has won. That's surprising. Uh, it is surprising, and everyone says that uh, the Rainbow Connection was robbed when yeah it was nominated. I forget what it lost to. But Rainbow Connection was nominated. Uh, I think Muppets Take Manhattan was nominated. It goes like it goes from Norma Ray. Really? I don't even know what that is. Same. Man, the Rainbow Connection is so good. It's such a more iconic song than whatever you just named. Mm-hmm, exactly. What about Muppet? What about Muppets Take Manhattan? Best music and best song score. Okay. Muppets Take Manhattan. Those songs are pretty good. Uh, Together again which gets called back in Muppets 2011, Mm -hmm. uh, saying goodbye, and then the music for all of Manhattan Melodies. It's it's all pretty good. Mm -hmm. This kind of goes back to my distaste for the Mary and Gary Mm storyline. The whole thing about the song Me Party, Mm -hmm. which is a hilarious song. I get the sentiment of it being, you know, independent woman. Man, it did not land well, though. It didn't. It did not. It really didn't. Yeah. And I was not a fan of really her whole story arc. Like, she just didn't need to be there for Amy Adams. She didn't need to be there. I love Amy Amy Adams. She did great in the role uh, Mm -hmm. when she was asked to do. 
I just don't think any of it was necessary. And the fact that every Muppet movie, there seems to be a conflict between Kermit and Piggy. And mm-hmm. it kind of has gotten a little old. Because mm-hmm. there's the minor conflict in Muppet Treasure Island, too. And then they make up. Mm-hmm. Um, not shaming anyone, but the the idea of Piggy having a thing with Kermit, Captain Flint, and Long John Silver. <laughs> Fig- Piggy, I almost called her Figgy. Wow. Piggy is trying to uh, fill a hole in her heart with all the wrong things. <laughs> Just saying. Like, girl, chill. Chill. And Long John was just so into it. It was hilarious and a little bit creepy. Very creepy. It was very creepy. (laughs) Is it it creepy because of the way he was or was it creepy because it was Tim Curry? I'm thinking both. Yeah. I mean, Tim Curry was so good at being creepy. Yeah. 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 I think that's really it. Watching Jason Segel in, in Muppets 2011, I think he... I pre- again, I don't like his storyline, but I appreciate the energy that he brought because you could tell he was having so much fun the entire time. Mm-hmm. He was like he 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 looked like a kid. Like if you watch his face when he's in a scene, but the scene's not about him, he's just mm-hmm. smiling the whole time. And it backs up your theory that he's just Marshall in this movie. Yeah, he looks he, it's exactly the same. Amber watched Muppets twenty eleven with me, and we were talking about. Jason just being Marshall and I was wondering if like is that is that just who he is in real life and Amber's, Amber's response was I think it's probably like I think he's probably like mean Marshall and how I met your mother like slap at Marshall is who Jason Siegel really is <laughs> uh, which I just like to think about like that that seems appropriate I heard somewhere that what got Jason Siegel to do this movie was they were doing, they were working on forgetting Sarah Marshall. And in that movie, he does like, it's analogous to Sesame street. Mm-hmm. So they work with the creature shop to make those Muppets for forgetting mm-hmm. Sarah Marshall. And then that led them to say, we should do a Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. And that's how we got this movie. That's awesome. As, as much as I, as much as, as many gripes as I have about, um, Muppets 2011. I do appreciate that it was made by fans of the movie, mm-hmm. which means like the heart is there. All the allusions to other to the other movies are there. I love that they uh, constantly call back to the first movie about traveling by map. Just all the all the <laughs> meta jokes of yeah. them being in a movie. Something that I have written down: the opening of their telethon when nobody is in the theater but they're Mm -hmm. live streaming it Mm -hmm. i was like wow it's like it's like covid Uh, (laughs) it's it's just like covid it's like they're they're live streaming but nobody can be in the audience yeah Uh, i'm doing a concert in a couple of weeks uh, with a the orchestra that i'm in Mm -hmm. and our group is going to be live but there's not going to be anybody in the audience Mm-hmm. And I watched this movie and I was like, oh no, that's how oh, it's going to no. be. Oh no. It's going to be so weird. But I'm prepared because of the Muppets. So I have some trivia for both movies. 
for uh, Muppet Treasure Island, the Hormel Food Corporation sued Jim Henson Productions for naming a character Spa-Am. <laughs> Their suit was defeated with the judge noting that, quote, one might think Hormel would welcome the association with a genuine source of pork. Oh, that is burn. a sick burn. Sickest of burns. Damn. Yeah, right. After the success of Muppet Christmas Carol, their idea for their next film was either going to be Treasure Island or King Arthur. Mm-hmm. And obviously they went with this. I found that interesting because in an episode of The Simpsons, I believe it's Selma's Choice. I think it's Selma's Choice where she marries Troy McClure. The movie they're watching is Muppets Go Medieval. (laughs) Sir Billy Conley's Billy Bones is the first person to die in a Muppet movie. Wow. Wait, no, because I guess... We can't count Tiny Tim. No, Tiny Tim did not die. That's the... <laughs> oh, who that's, did not die? <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's the whole point. <laughs> and we don't see... And even so, we don't see Tiny Tim die on screen. It's just... That's true. ...alluded to that he dies if Scrooge doesn't change his evil ways. Got you, got you. And apparently Bill, uh, Billy Conley was very proud of it, that he was the first person to die in a Muppet movie. Aw, yay. I mean, I would be too. Another thing that uh, I didn't add to the document, uh, this is apparently Tim Curry's favorite role that he's ever done. <laughs> Man, that's that's some high praise to the Muppets right there. He's got quite the repertoire. Yeah. I mean, but oh, yeah. it, it seems like such a fun environment because, I mean, he loved his role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Caine treated the Muppets with such, you know, respect and mm-hmm. seriousness. I think it's a good environment to foster uh, good creative, you know, energy and good performances. Yeah. Which is why you get such believability out of Amy Adams and Jason Siegel. Mm-hmm. And freaking Rashida Jones, too, who's the TV executive. Like, all the, <laughs> all the celebrity cameo, all the celebrities that have, that are actual characters and not uh, cameos. They take it completely mm-hmm. seriously. Yeah. Speaking of the Muppets, some trivia for Muppets 2011. The role of Tex Richmond was written for Alan Rickman. Aww. I think he was still alive at the time. He might have just been doing Harry Potter while they were working on this. Uh, Harry Potter was out by then. I think these came out the same year. Because I think Deathly Hallows, what, part two came out in 2011? You're right, it did. So they might have been filming at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it came out at the end of the summer. We went and saw it. Yep. When I got back from Munich. Uh, Walter is named after Walt Disney. And this is the final <laughs> film role for Jerry Nelson, who is the original performer of Floyd Pepper, Robin the Frog, Uncle Deadly, Camilla the Chicken, and oh. though not a Muppet, he, he was the original voice of Count Von Count on Sesame Street. <laughs> the Count. And uh, Jerry Nelson was, he wasn't a Muppet performer. He was the announcer during the telethon. What was your favorite moment from both of these? 
in Treasure Island, I like all of the like the cutaways to the rat uh cruise guests. Uh-huh. <laughs> like when they're throwing the like when they're having the conversation about uh no drinking. Mm-hmm. And they keep going back and forth, and they keep throwing uh, liquor out the window, uh-huh. and the, the rat pops up. Can you can you quit it with the booze? <laughs> <laughs> he kind of reminds me of Mo from uh, The Simpsons. Yeah. And then from Muppets 2011, does it have to be a funny moment? No. I really liked at the end Rainbow Connection. Yeah, me too. I think that it, was probably my favorite part. And it bugs me even more that there was more of the movie after Rainbow Connection. Because mm-hmm. it's such like it's such a showstopper. Yeah, it would have been a good place to end. Um, yeah, I think Rainbow Connection was my favorite part of Muppets. And then for Muppet Treasure Island, oh, it's tough. I don't know. Cabin Fever's good. Really, that whole like middle act while they're on the ship before they get to the island mm-hmm. man i asked the question i don't have a good answer i do it all the time <laughs> favorite quote oh my gosh let's see uh there is a light the lamp not the rat quote in this one as well the muppet treasure island almost positive <laughs> okay maybe not Maybe not. I'm just reading free quotes right now to try and um, take a cruise, you said. See the world, you said. Now here we are, stuck on the front of this stupid ship. Well, it could be worse. We could be stuck in the audience. Oh. <laughs> they make a similar joke like that in uh, Muppets 2011. Stat- Statler mm-hmm. and Waldorf. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite, uh, my, th- my favorite funny quote from uh muppets 2011 is when walter goes into his uh edward g robinson thing about uh there's oil <laughs> see sweet sweet oil <laughs> see people still talk like that <laughs> oh that's what he sounded like in my head mm-hmm. oh one more thing about uh one thing i just thought of about all the celebrities mm-hmm. um christmas carol and treasure island have minimal celebrity cameos like if mm-hmm. any Muppets 2011 is just kind of overflowing. I think it has the most celebrity cameos in it. Yeah. It's kind of distracting at times, especially because mm-hmm. some of those people are, you know, alive and, you know, still around and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And it bugs me because they are themselves and not people in the world. Oh, see, that doesn't bother me at all. It kind of bothers me because looking at, Muppet movie and uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. There are celebrities all over that, mm-hmm. but they don't really they're call different people. Yeah. yeah, they're they're characters. They're not celebrities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's all I got. You uh, want to vote? Yes. What's your vote? Muppets Treasure Island. Almost shocked me there for a minute. I was like, wait a minute, they're all Muppets? (laughs) Why? Because it's better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I love the songs. It's such a solid story. I mean it's and there's there's something that's great about simple storylines that's just you can't 
you can't stray too far. Um, and I feel like Muppets 2011 definitely had some opportunity from a storytelling standpoint. I thought it was funny and I liked the characters. I just didn't care for the plot and it, it wasn't clear. It wasn't a, a nicely wrapped up story. I'm picking Muppet Treasure Island for that reason, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, It really bugs me that Muppets 2011 is so jam-packed with the Muppets getting back together, Mm -hmm. Walter meeting the Muppets for the first time, Walter trying to find himself amongst the Muppets, Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's all the extra, the the story of, the subplot of Piggy and Kermit getting back together. Like, there isn't, Every movie, pretty much every movie, they have that subplot. Mm -hmm. And then there is the overall plot with Tex Richmond. Mm -hmm. uh, And then there's Gary and Mary. There's so much going on in this movie. And the Gary and Mary story can be its own movie. Mm -hmm. And Muppet Treasure Island, it's just all of the fat is kind of trimmed off. There's a little bit of fat. It's It's like 80... 8515. It's just nice nice <laughs> beef cut of movie. <laughs> but Muppets 20 See, I was going to get a metaphor right once at least once during this recording. Muppets 2011 there's a little too much fat on this one that could have been, you know, trimmed off. And you could have had a tighter movie. Mm-hmm. Going on to the next round, we have Muppet Treasure Island. I would be really disappointed in us if it didn't move on. <laughs> oh, I know a couple of people that are like, well, Muppet Treasure Island is going to win the whole thing. Uh-huh. I know Muppet Treasure Island is a huge fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Greater even than uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. What do you have for Drunk Disney? Drink every time a song begins. The Drink every time you see the rats doing something off in their own little universe. (laughs) Um, You get a peek into the rats cruise. And I think number three is drink any time Long John Silver is subversive or creepy. Okay. (laughs) Like with with a poly lobster. I think there's, so yeah, exactly. I think there's some sustainment throughout the whole movie there. There's a funny moment with uh, the Electric Mayhem. The the Electric Mayhem are the, they aren't part of the, the pirate crew. They're part, they're the entertainment for the rats crew. For the rats. <laughs> and every time there's a rat cutaway, you see the Electric Mayhem just playing in the background. And when they're on the island, mm-hmm. like the rat, the, the rats are watching... I think Kermit and the Kermit and his crew being sacrificed and Mm. the rats are watching it as entertainment with the electric mayhem (laughs) playing to the rats in the background. Oh my gosh. That's a, that's a joke on top of a joke for the movie. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. Oh, and I bring it up because like they're playing like this mood music and Mm. then Dr. Teeth kind of plays the piano riff. Yeah, yeah. And then like they play out the end and then they go dun dun dun. Like they have to get the rock in there somehow. And they just kinda chuckle to themselves. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I said this, but I think the Electric Mayhem may be my favorite group of Muppets. Yeah, I think that 
Makes sense. For the non-obvious reasons, Dr. Teeth is my favorite Muppet. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, I like his excessive vocabulary. <laughs> like he's Half of it is made up words. Mm-hmm. And the other part of it is just like words with extra syllables that nobody uses that could have just been, you know, mm-hmm. dumbed down. But that's not their style. Mm-hmm. We will be continuing uh, the Muppets bracket. We have another four movies to talk about and then we'll we'll continue with the semifinals and then we'll figure out who our uh, true Muppet winner is. You can follow Disney Versus on social media, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney Versus, on Twitter at Disney VS, and on Instagram at Disney Versus Podcast. Hashtag Disney Parks Cookbook Challenge. I made uh, today, right before recording, I made uh, corn dog nuggets. <laughs> um, <laughs> extra, I, extra toasty. Extra toasted. I will post. Um, I posted a picture of it on uh, on the Instagram, and it's a they're they were edible. I will say that they were edible. <laughs> I did not die. I didn't set my house on fire. It just got a little smoky. It they they all can't be culinary masterpieces. Mm-hmm. Still having fun. Haven't killed anything or anybody. That's the best part. Nice. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Please give us a five star review and leave us a comment on uh, iTunes or Facebook. If you leave us a five star review and a comment on either of those, we will read it on the air. Uh, and you can also uh, follow us on or subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, where you can give us eighteen mai tais, but out of fifteen. But there aren't mai tais on the midnight buffet. There are margaritas on the midnight buffet. <laughs> okay, margaritas. I just can't do tequila. No, oh. oh, that's fine. I have to figure out margaritas a vodka margarita for you. Buffet. That's just called a gimlet. What? We gotta talk about it. We gotta talk. <laughs> a gimlet minus the triple sec. Ugh. Or a, a margarita minus the triple sec. Raya and the Last Dragon comes out on Friday, March 5th, this this Friday, and I'm very Ooh. excited about it. Yeah. I already have my 30 bucks set aside for it. I'm also debating going to see it in theaters, being a rebel. Yeah. So. Uh, We will report back about that when we do. But until then, stay safe, wash your hands, wear your masks, get your shots if you can. Thank you for listening, as always, and we will see you guys next episode. Bye!